Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To a Celtic state of mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and Gustav Lagerbelk has done wonders for my state of mind. Ian Conroy, the big man, written off, sent off, told he wasn't good enough, told he wasn't fast enough. Somebody at Celtic Park had the audacity to have underworld born slippy ready to push the button when the big man scored the winning goal. How refreshing is this? I'm going to tell you, there's two people I want to shout out tonight. First one, Jason Cundy. Get it up, you. Second one, Patrick McGilp. This is the first time in a decade that Patrick McGilp, a Celtic season ticket holder and Axon contributor, has seen Celtic winning a Champions League game at home. Ian, tell me, look at the players on the park after that game embracing. You tell me that was a dead rubber and that meant nothing. Has anyone seen Jason Cundy? Has anyone seen Get it up, you, Jason Cundy, where are you? Has anyone seen Jason Cundy? No. Right. So, first and foremost, well done, Celtic. Laggy Bielka. That was, uh, was from, I said it in the group chat, it was um, from Scandinavia with love, you know, made in Scandinavia. O'Reilly, the architect oh. of so much, so much beauty, you know, not just aesthetically beautiful, he's always, always also a beautiful footballer. And um, what a what a, a player, you know, it was just a, just just wonderful. And uh, it's just good for the guy to come on and, and score, I think. It was like I don't know if it was um, it was Johnson who was at fault for, for for the goal, but I don't know if it was like a lack of trust in Lagabielka. Lagabielka could have just batted him away because uh, he says, "You know, in a few minutes I'm going to go and score score the winning goal," and uh, he's he's made us all happy. So well done, Thomas. I might just leave that Thomas Bonds. I might just leave that comment up on the screen all throughout the post match. Kevin McCluskey, listen at the beginning of the game at halftime, we were talking about negativity. We were talking about criticism. We get it. 
Celtic gets it. We needed that win tonight, Kevin, for so many different reasons. We spoke about it before the game, about the fact that it's oh, it's a dead rubber, we can't do anything in the Champions League. You now look at that home record tonight. Okay, we lost against Lazio. It was a bootlace. A bootlace. That, that was it. We drew against Atletico Madrid, by far and away the best team in this group. And we've won the game tonight. I'm going to enjoy it. They're the Dutch champions. They're the the the, the pot one seeded team, Kevin. And there was a showy character when we lost the lead. Big lager belt completely written off. Comes on, scores a goal. We're going to enjoy it tonight, Kev. Oh, we are, Paul. We've done it. We've finally done it. Two years of covering these games, and we finally got a Champions League win. That's for you, big man. <laughs> Congratulations. Absolutely. I hope it's <laughs> not another uh, seven years before we, we get another one. It won't be. It can't be. Um but no, I'm just gonna I'm gonna bask in this one because that's uh it's a great feeling, isn't it? Like it's been so long since we've had it. I love it. Um and I almost didn't think we were going to get it. We were gonna blow it in like <laughs> sorry, just doing that. That's brilliant. <laughs> I don't need to say anything else. That's all you need to say for the, for the next 27 minutes. Right? Jason Cundy, get it up, yeah. See, the big um, thing, we, we were talking about, you know, restoring a bit of faith, Kev, you know, getting that momentum. I spoke about a group of four games leading into the Rangers game, and this was game one. Didn't matter if it was a domestic game, a game in Europe. Didn't matter if we had nothing to play for. This was game one. What's that going to do for that, that group of players going into the next game against Hearts. It's massive, isn't it? It has to be. So there's things from this game, right? Um, we can't let it gloss over the cracks of this season or of the like the, the recruitment in the summer and the fact that we didn't really progress that much in Europe on the whole. But we've what we've proven ourselves to be, I think, recently, or in this campaign, is a really Jekyll and Hyde side in European campaigns. We're just not quite there in most games to see it through. We were tonight, but in other games, we just hadn't been there. Uh, but the home performances have always been pretty solid. They've been really good, and we've just let ourselves down away from home. Um, but just to focus on this for tonight and what it means for the weekend, it is, it is massive. Because the performance in the second half against Kilmarnock was abysmal, and we were absolutely bullied. And off that park by uh, you know a group of players that we should not be getting bullied off a football park by. So that's bound to have hit the confidence of the players. Um, they they might I'm sure they all watch and listen to Axon, but if they don't, they'll read papers and social media, and they'll they'll know they've been getting it tight for the last two or three days because of that performance, and that must affect the mood and the confidence in the team. But to come out and put in that kind of performance tonight, it's the Dutch champions, it's the was it the the, the pot one side in the group, you know, yeah. it's no mugs. They had their moments when they looked really dangerous. But we also managed to contain them and we also looked pretty dangerous when we were on the break. And then we showed amazing character. The thing that we haven't showed for the majority of this season, we showed great character to come back and get that goal. And uh I don't know what you say about Matt O'Reilly's touch for the goal. Sexual. Can I say that in this show? We're after the watershed. Let's just do it. It was unbelievable. The way he just brings that down and beats his man in one motion. 
and picks out Lagerberg. And I mean, we say it before Celtic's a club that's built on history and romance. It's in the romance, and there's, there's the fairy tale element. Well, here's a man that was a villain in the first game against Feyenoord, just become the hero in the last game, gets all those monkeys off the back about not having won a game in Europe, and puts smiles on their three wee faces. And that's a, it's a beautiful thing. No, I don't know if it's beautiful, Kev. Maybe two years are. Um, Daft Gav, we're going to keep the comments coming in. A lot of strength and character shown tonight, hopefully a bit of a turning point. We were speaking about that as well, Ian. Uh, during the week, I suggested that uh, we should put a focus on Kyogo playing to his strengths. And I felt up until the point where he was taken off, we did that. We, we found him. We found him, you know, he was creating. And I actually felt when he came off, I'm not criticising anybody on that park and I'm not criticising Brendan Rodgers tonight because I'm delighted with the result. But I did I did feel a bit surprised when Kugel came off. You know, I was looking for a way to keep him on the park. I thought he looked hungry. There, there, there seemed to be a confidence um, and he's running into space, hoping that he would get the ball, taking a chance. And um, all it took is for maybe, we've seen the Liam Scales pass in the first half. It was tremendous. There was a few others um, as well. One of them just to, you know, come off and, and Kugel would have been through. And I think, you know, that would have made a massive difference. But overall, Ian, it does make a huge difference to the momentum, to the confidence, to the bounce in the squad. You need a bit of that, don't you? Yeah. I think if it was, you know, if we got beaten tonight, we could have just all written it off and said, oh, do you know what? It was a dead robber anyway. We, we, we move on. But we can't underestimate the significance of, of, of that shot in the arm, you know. Um, again, another patchwork side, you know, and it became more and more patchwork as the game went on with through, through enforced uh, changes. Um, and boy, did those 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 guys come to the fore. Um, as the main positive for me tonight was Kyogo. It was the, we'd said it in sort of previous podcasts, and it was the fact that it was more laboured and it was taking longer to get for the ball to get to to, to Kyogo, and he was, you know, a, a, an isolated figure tonight because he because he prowls that that high line so so well. You don't have to. It's not as if you can get. You're gonna. You're gonna be easy, easy to predict with, with play, playing the ball quick as Kyogo's feet because he's not always static. He's always moving along that 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 high line. So as long as the ball gets into him quick enough, he he can do his damage. So that that seemed to be happening tonight. I'm surprised that he was taken off. Um, I've said it in the group chat before as well. Maybe maybe Rogers sort of said, "Look, I'm going to give you 60 minutes just to sort of preserve you." Hopefully that's the case, rather than sort of taking him off when he was kind of getting into the swing of things. I think he was a goal was coming for him tonight, um, so I think I think that's so. Hopefully that's not going to sort of affect his morale. But um, you touched upon earlier that you know perhaps that you know being being benched and it's given a bit of a, a kick up the backside. Perhaps I don't know. Um, I don't think he's one of these these players that doesn't give it his all. I don't, he seems like a really conscientious and a really a really good professional. So I don't. I can't imagine he's. He's one of these guys that kind of doesn't doesn't do it, you know. And you see, if everyone the the, the benchmark is Calmac, the work rate must be in, same in training. That is the benchmark. That's your captain, and that's and he works and runs his, his socks off harder than all of these. Scott Brown was the same when he was the captain. He yeah. set that standard. So there you go. So it was like you can't say, well, I've got to go and look elsewhere. How do I how do I do this? Do I go and watch DVDs after I finish training? No, you look at your teammates, and there's none more than Calmac, and he, he embodied that tonight. So. Um, but it was great. It was fantastic to see the team getting the ball quicker to Kyogo's feet tonight. I want to uh, pick up on your Calmac point, though, Ian. Um, he was he was fired a few. Some might say loaded questions at the the press conference yesterday, and I felt I felt that the way he handled it uh, yesterday was was a man on a mission. He was hurting, you know, 
and he took it on the chin and he said that when you deserve the criticism, you've got to take it, you've got to allow that to, to um, you know, galvanise you, if you like, uh, because there's the criticism because we've not been very good. Tonight, on two occasions, and there would have been more that I've never seen, he was orchestrating, and I'm talking off the ball, whilst the ball's out of play, while someone's getting treatment, he was orchestrating everything, everything on that park. He was screaming at players, oh, um, Palma, Kyogo, and, and he was he was the manager on the pitch, right? So when we talk about unity, you mentioned it on Tuesday uh, on the bulletin, Ian. The unity, and this is what has been a bit of a concern for me, Kevin, because you bring in nine new players who don't, don't know the club, they don't know the culture, the country or the club indeed. Um, they might not have the winning mentality that the treble winning uh, squad members have got or those players who have come through the ranks know the tapestry Celtic and the fact that it's unacceptable to draw a game of football, never mind get beat. Um, so I just think there's been a fractured nature of it. It's looked very disjointed. But there are moments in a season where everything comes together. And tonight, listen, I'm going to be optimistic tonight. I don't care if somebody clips us, if we get beat in the next four games, somebody clips us. I'm going to be optimistic. I think tonight could be one of those games, Kevin where there's a coming together and there's a galvanisation of this group of players. Yeah, it could very well be a turning point in the season for us. One of those games that, uh, you know, hopefully come the end of the season, we're lifting the league title. And this could be one of the games that you look back and point to as being that's when a run of, of victory started. Um, and, you know, as we were saying, coming off the back of Kilmarnock, everybody was down and depressed. You were saying before the game, if we don't win this today, it's, you can imagine it in the back pages of the, the papers. There's the broken Celtic crest, there's all the Celts in crisis stuff because we go two games without a win. Uh, and then all the European stuff gets dragged out as well. This is one of those games that we can, can now look back on with a good sense of pride already. Like Callum McGregor, I thought he was excellent um, as a leader. I think the first time I noticed it, it's. Um, when he's, he's orchestrating, like as he's saying, he's giving Kyogo his orders and telling him where he should be. And he takes a good couple of minutes to like, get the point across to him. And then Rogers takes Kyogo off and brings on off. <laughs> yeah. So, um, wasted time there. But that's the thing that McGregor does, though. And he's he's done it in other games. So I always thought of him as being quite a quiet guy and I was never sure how he would be as a leader. But he's not. Like He's very vocal. And I think he's a, I think he's an excellent leader. So I've been I've been proven wrong and my doubts have certainly been like uh won over. He's an excellent leader. And yeah, now we've got this win. You can just imagine that as low as we were after Kilmarnock, you're gonna have a massive high after this. And that's going through that whole team and it's going through certain players, especially like Lagerbilka will have a, an incredible rush after this. His mm-hmm. confidence will be sky high. He'll he'll want to be starting at the weekend. Welsh, I thought, came through and had a good 70 minutes for a guy that hadn't played all season. Yeah. Uh, Kyogo, impressive coming back, looking lively. Mitchell Frame coming off the bench. Probably mm-hmm. won't start at the weekend. I mean, might not be involved, but he was impressive. You know, there, there was moments in that game where you're thinking, he's only 17, but look at him go. He's not He's not fair to like, take on experienced players. So there's a lot, a lot of positives we can take from this. And then there's Matt O'Reilly and that touch. We yeah. know that he's got that in him. So, yeah, this could be that game that just galvanises everyone, pulls us all together. Um, 
And if we can get a big one at the weekend, who knows where that momentum might take us. Yeah, we push on from it. Um, great to see the comments coming through. Joe Fulham, we never stop. Remember that? We never stop. Um, isn't that Did what that? they say? It's been a while since I heard that one, to be fair, Joe. Um, and we've got Xander Matt coming in as well. Get the comments coming in. Um, how are you feeling after that? It's been a long time coming. I think the Celtic support, uh, you know, there, there was empty seats. There was there was Feyenoord fans in the Celtic end. Uh, I was receiving images of that as well. And I think that uh, the Celtic support raised the roof as well. Xander Mack, every game means something. Yes, it does. Let's build from this and go on a run. Um, it was just my thoughts coming into the game. You know, talking about unity, Ian, defeats don't, you know, do not build unity within a group. You know, it's all about self-belief. Um, you know, you're looking at the guy beside you, you know you can trust them. You, you, you look at that performance tonight at Calmack, for example, and yeah, there's an expectancy on him. Alistair Johnston was outstanding tonight. You know, we've, we've got used to Carter Vickers being the guy that throws his body in front of things. I thought Johnston, I mean, 96 minutes of the game and he's doing it. He was unbelievable tonight. He's a warrior. And yeah, listen, there's still areas of development in that team. It doesn't wash over the deficiencies. But we're not going to focus on deficiencies tonight, Ian. We're going to talk about the unity and how that momentum starts tonight and it continues for the rest of December. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I disagree slightly in terms of, you know, when you say you can't build unity in a losing team. I actually think, conversely, that's sometimes when you find out about the strength of character when you're not doing so well. Um, you know who you can trust and, and count on, on on the trenches. So, but obviously, if it's for extended periods of time, then it's not it's not good for anyone. And it erodes confidence, which is, is of course what you is what you meant. Um, so, I don't want to get carried away tonight. You know, I'll give you have scored that goal tonight. I don't want to. So, the, so the, the recruitment team says they go absolved. Um, you know because that would be silly. But it's fantastic, and it's like I mean we we were we did the we did the bulletin right. And it's like we were we were positive before the game. So we can, we can we're not jumping on the bandwagon here. And, we, and before the game as well, we were saying, you know, at half time, back in Brendan when he says, "Let's just be calm," you know, because we've got to be, calm. you know, we've got we've got the we've got the, the smarts, we've got we've got the credentials. We've just got to put it together, and you know, with a few more tweaks in, 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 in the January transfer window, when Brendan can carve it, that team in his own image, right? Because it's still not his own image yet, um, you know, despite what they were saying, you know, about recruitment in the summer. So um, it showed a lot of character. Celtic's a fortress. Celtic Park's a fortress. You know, it's like you can't if you've got that 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 crowd of people behind you with that energy and that and that verve backing you. How can it not? How can it not inspire you to to to, to greatness? You know, and to be the best version of yourself. You know, and, and under those floodlights, we've all been there and experienced it. You know, um, many 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 people have echoed the same thing. So. Um, it is a really positive thing, but now we've got to keep that momentum going into the into the into the league. We've got to win this league this year, um, and I think Kilmarnock highlighted it, and it, it highlighted what what Brendan was saying from his anger from the week before. There's some players who think they can just turn up and maybe phone it in, and that was why we come we come unstuck because we, you know, and this is no dis- disrespect to other teams in the league. It is almost when they play Celtic and to, to the other team across Glasgow to, to a certain degree when they play Rangers, it's it's the cup final. You know, they raise their game. That, you know, if, if they played to that, that level every week, I'm sure they'd do exceedingly better than they do every year in the league. So if that always, we always have to counter that. So, um, yeah, let's transfer it. Let's just keep keep our peckers up. 
um, and hopefully it's, it's 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 spread it's spread the love within the team, you know, and, and some some people are 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 buoyed by it and, and and kick on. Yeah, I think so. Uh, talking of kicking on, you know, there's been talk around Liam Scales all season. I thought he was superb tonight, mm-hmm. Alistair Johnson. Um, I think there was a few games after maybe Easter Road, Kev, where, where Johnson was off the boil. Um, tonight was the Alistair Johnson that we fell in love with. You know that he's a he's a battling, combative player, loves a battle, uh, loves a bit of a scrap, and he was he was brilliant. He's a fearless player when he's at the top of his game. Um, you then look at Lagerbjelk. Uh, there was a wee bit of a a moment where I wasn't sure we were going to call upon him. He comes on, and uh, like you say, I mean Matt O'Reilly lays it on a plate, but you know, he's composed enough, he's composed enough to put it away and at the end of the game, I noticed that Holm uh, comes onto the park and goes straight up to Lagerbelk and embraces him and then Hart takes a good uh, bit of time to talk to him as well, I mean the cacophony of noise around about him, but he, he pulls him in and he's talking to him they guys know Kev, that boy's feeling a bit down, he's come over for Sweden, he's no playing, he's been written off, some of us written him off, um, and that goal can absolutely give somebody a shot in the arm. And, and I'm hoping that it does with Lagerbelt because you know when we go into the um we go into the, the January transfer window, I don't think we're going to be buying another centre half. We don't want another centre half. We've got loads of them. It's like when we signed Sved and, and Roger said we've got millions of wingers. We don't need another winger. Um, and we can concentrate in other areas of the park. You know, Scales wasn't in the equation. He wasn't in a discussion. He made himself a player that we had to consider. Can Lagerbjerg do the same? Are we all getting a wee bit excited ahead of ourselves? Um, we might be, but why not tonight? You know, let's get ahead of ourselves and get excited after that. It's a, it's a Champions League win, first at home in ten years. We did it in the ninety-second minute. You know, that's it. If you can't get excited and a wee bit ahead of yourself after that, when can you? Uh, but okay, to ground that one. Lagerbilk, I think he is a good player. I think he's definitely got solid defensive attributes. It's it's that whole thing of does he fit the profile of a, a player that we need at Celtic? And if he doesn't, the elements that he doesn't have to his profile, can you work in them and improve them? Because if it is something like the short passing that was highlighted before, you can work on passing. You can get there. Uh, you can also, you know have an evening like tonight where you get that last minute winner and your confidence will get you through things more than anything else. You know, so this this could be a massive game for him. It could be the making of him. Um I'm, and it all depends at the moment on Carter Vickers as to whether Lagerbeel can make it. Because you you'll imagine Scales will keep his jersey. If Carter Vickers is still carrying a knock and doesn't make the weekend, there's a jersey available there. Might come too soon for Welsh two games in such a short space of time after a long absence. So you never know. And if he gets in there, puts in a solid performance at the weekend, then he only needs to look to the man at the left of him to see what can happen when you're coming out of the cold and start playing well. So you just never know. It might be, it might just be that moment that that lifts him. And you know, it was great what you were saying there about the players that were coming on. Um, and like showing their appreciation to him and having that word with him and letting him know what it's all about. And I think that's um that's kind of what Ian was saying. We're coming out of adversity at the moment. And this is when you see the characters of players. No one was really leaving anyone or isolating anyone to be on their own and and deal with with, a, with that poor time by themselves. And now we're coming out of it. You're seeing everyone's actually 
you know, unifying around the guy that scored that goal and won us the game. So maybe there is more character to this team than we thought a couple of weeks back. The, the character can grow. It can grow as the, the season and the campaign goes on. A bit of adversity is always good. You know, you can then identify those who can come through that, who've, who've got the strength of character, Kevin. And I think Rogers is massive on that. You know, there was a brilliant blog that Ian wrote on Axon.net about his time at Liverpool. Um, and I do, I think he's he's all about uh, the human side of it and trying to build relationships and one-to-one management. Uh, from what I've heard from anyone who's ever worked with him, apparently he's an absolute wizard when it comes to one-to-one. So, you know, I, I don't think he would be keen on just writing people off left, right and centre. Obviously, he's a, he's a manager at the end of the day and, he, and he, he's going to have to drop people and be ruthless at other times. Uh, but if anybody can do that and knock them down and build them back up, it's Brendan. You, you look at the um, the game against St Johnston. Uh, I, I thought Mikey Johnson comes on, and, and from my untrained eye, uh, an observer's viewpoint, I thought that he made a difference. The stats will tell you different. But again, talking to um, Alan, Alan was explaining that what he did give you, he gave you momentum. He actually drove you forward. So although there were there weren't killer passes coming from Mikey Johnston in the second half of that game. Um, it gave you that bounce. Um, and what happened after the game, uh, you know, he gets a start, but Brendan Rodgers doesn't come out and praise him. He does the absolute opposite, but he's doing it on purpose. There's certain players that sometimes you need to give them um, a fit of the backside and other times you need to give them the arm around the shoulder. So I think he's good at that. And hopefully Lager Bielk has come through a wee bit of adversity um, you know, certainly in Sweden, we know for Elfsborg, he was he was voted uh, Swedish defender of the season last last year. So there's something there. Whether or not he's going to fit into this particular team, I don't know. But tonight did him no harm. Chilpil, big Pedro on the way to the bank with a two point five million pound check. There's a few things I would say about that. The first one is Brendan Rodgers going into January. You know, we're out of Europe. It's a disappointment. Um, the disappointment happened. Uh, the other week there against Lazio. In fact, the 6 nothing game, that's where the, the real disappointment began. But what Brendan could be saying to him is, listen, you, you give me that wee bit extra and, and those £2.5 million checks are going to be more, more forthcoming. It, it's massive. We were asking at half-time, Ian, what do you win? What's your prize money for winning the league? And I think a, a win in the Champions League, one win, a 90-minute performance like that tonight, wins you as much as or a wee bit more than the domestic league title. So it's not all about money. It's not obviously it's not. It's the it's the the prestige of being a trophy winning club. Of course it is, and you need to win that to to be a, a shout and playing in the Champions League. But it comes into it, you know. And, and Brennan Rodgers should play on it and say to the board, "Listen, I can get you more of these wins if you just back me." Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Of course. Of course it is. You know what? You know we can't. We unfortunately we can't. We can't go and play our trade down in England where you know it's such a, a rich, a rich pool. So yeah, it is right. It is right. But but also as well, if you think about this, all leads into recruitment as well. If we fell on our backsides again tonight, so this is this is another. It's twofold ultimately. For we're trying to sell the club to other other players. If we look stupid in Europe, if we look foolish. If we look like. The person, the, the team that Conde tries to intimate that we are, which is absolutely fanciful. It's ridiculous, actually. We're, we're, we're a prestigious club, but the record in Europe that speaks for itself. So these these wins, you know, as, as well as as, as when winning the prize money, uh, it helps showcases um, on, on, a, on, a, on a grander scale to players that ordinary might not have considered coming to Scotland because it's not the most sexy league in the world. You know, let's be honest. You know. Um, but you know, it, it, it's got Celtic, and it's got it's got the draw of Celtic and playing for, for, for these fans, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, we can't underestimate that either, you know. I think that really is that that really is a, a crucial thing. So Brendan is an elite coach. You can't, and he's a, a highly intelligent individual. You can't. You should never treat someone who is highly intelligent, um, and, and from that kind of um, that that kind of um, the top shelf. With, other than with greatness, you know, you've, you've got to take him seriously. And I think the board really, they, they, you know, they want, they, 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 they identified him and wanted him, went out and got him. Now, don't let, don't tie the man's hand behind his back. Let, let him go out and, and express himself and let him do do what he does. If, if, if I was going to employ somebody, I don't want to, if I employ them and go and try and micromanage them and do their job, what's the point of hiring them? You know, so Brendan, let, let Brendan do what he's good at. And I think all that, all the man managing, all, all those things, all the ingredients, bringing, Younger players through, which I think they will give him a chance. He's not a, a Mourinho type guy who will go out and just buy, buy, buy players and not give you a chance. I think he, he blends it because he has that intelligence and he cares about the club. And he's he's also a manager, in my opinion, like the greats. He doesn't want to build a team; he wants to build a club, right? And and that means he's going to give give youth a chance and stuff like that. So yeah, that may add to the coffers for the for for, for the for the chairman for the board. For their bonuses, hopefully that this money will be reinvested, and it'll be reinvested with with a with a better standard of player that might not consider this because we won tonight in Europe. You know, you never know these fine margins, so it's all all good news. Um, I'm not going to get carried away. I sound like I am getting carried away a wee bit, but I'm really chuffed. I'm really happy for the team. I'm chuffed, chuffed for for us as fans as well. You know, so um, yeah, long may it continue. And let's just keep the faith. Yeah, and you've got all day to celebrate because it's only what eleven o'clock where you are AM uh, over in New Zealand. So fair play to you, Kevin, and I will be having a bit of toast and a way to bed after this. Personal Jesus, uh, kick on from this, boys, and lager be out. Hopefully, yeah, absolutely. Because you, you know, there's one thing I really hate about having the bloated squad. It's the amount of players that don't contribute. Um, there's a financial element to that, but also, and I said this last week, if you've got a squad of 32, and you know what, it's going to be 33 when Idiguchi comes back. If you've got a squad that big and half of them aren't even in the, the match day squad, you've got a lot of unhappy people at your work. And we all know what it's like within a workplace, regardless of where it is you work. The culture 
uh, can be driven by a group of people. And if you're not able, you're training all week, you're not able to play. And I, that's one of the reasons I don't think a big squad works because you can't, you possibly cannot keep all those guys happy. Even if you're rotating, you can't keep all those guys happy. There's only so many. Brendan Rodgers has spoken previously about a squad of 17 and then the long list of 25. You're talking about young players giving youth a chance. Mitchell Frame comes on tonight. Brilliant. A bit of bravery. What I love about young guys coming into the Celtic team at times is there's a naivety which makes them fearless. Kevin, they'll try things because, yeah, you know, I'm only 17. I'm not going to get a hard time. But it gives them a bit of fearlessness. And I saw a bit of that tonight uh, in the young guy. It was brilliant for him to come in and enjoy this victory as well. Yeah, it was. When you bring on a young player like that, uh, it tends to go one or two ways. You see them can maybe shrink into themselves a wee bit because they're nervous. It's the big occasion. And they play really within themselves and look out of place. Or the other way they go is they they breathe it in and they puff out the chest and they become six feet tall and they love it and they thrive in it. And he was definitely the latter. The very first thing that he does as soon as he comes on the park is puts a toe in and wins the ball. Yeah, He's won a challenge the very first thing within 30 seconds. Then the next thing he does is he gets the ball and he takes it down the left and fires on a cross. And within like his first 90 seconds of being on the park, he's two big involvements of the game and they're both positive and he just kept on doing that anytime he got the ball very direct he was being doubled up on at times by Feyenoord they were putting two defenders on him and he was still having that like gallusness of youth to just heads down take him on try and put a cross in <laughs> didn't always work but whenever he lost the ball he lost it in their uh, defensive third in their corners uh, the park you know if you're going to lose the ball lose it there it was fine. He never took any risks, which is great to see in that sense. You know, he was just confident in himself and what he was doing. So I'm excited to see what he can do for us. You know, again, we're not going to get too carried away and, and think he's going to be the next world beater that comes out of the club. But it's great to see him get on. It's great that he's been involved in, in tonight in this win. And hopefully Brendan does keep him around the first team squad and there's that wee bit of trust in him that, that he can come in um, and do you know what? He's not going to do any worse than somebody like Yang on the other side of the park who we spent a couple of million on. And maybe it's nights like this where, yeah, Brendan can take that two and a half million pound check and say, look, let's add that to the pile and give me a decent pot to spend on players. And by the way, I'm spending no less than three or four million on players, or sorry, on an individual player. But also because also we've got guys like this guy here behind me, Mitchell Frame ready to step in and he can be the next project player. We've got the project players within the youth team. We don't need to go and sign them all. This is the thing with the projects that if someone you know becomes available, like Matt O'Reilly, I mean, that, that tonight was unbelievable. And there was a few moments tonight where I was looking at him thinking, what a player we've got in our hands here. The guy, the guy's brilliant, right? And he's a full international now and he's doing it in, in the Champions League. I don't know who was giving the man of the match tonight. Probably... Scales, Johnston, you know, McGregor. There was a few real, uh, really good performers this evening. But Matt O'Reilly's had a few of them over the last couple of seasons. Uh, there was obviously a big money bidding for him in the, in the summer there. We're not going to be letting him go for that kind of money. But every now and again, you've got a project player who is worth bringing in and developing. He's a prime example of it. Other times, Kevin, like you say, and Celtic have prided themselves on this throughout their history, 
you rear your own. And and we've got three sites, we've got Celtic Park, Barrafield, Lennox Town. And I'm sh- I don't think we are rearing enough players. Last season, we looked at maybe uh, Ben Summers, McPherson was coming through, and we had, obviously, Rocco Vata. Uh, a couple of their boys are away on loan. Vata, we're not sure what the future holds for him. So, Frame comes in, and listen, I'm not getting too carried away. He's played a European, a Champions League game that we've won this evening. Brilliant for his experience, but we need to continue with that. We need to have, um, a, you know, season-on-season season graduates coming through. And, and they're going to graduate from the academy. They're going to be part of that first-team squad. They might not play many games, and in season-on-season, season we improve them. There are some clubs all around Europe um, whose aim is to uh, graduate players from the academy, and then by the age of 21, they've played 100 games of football for the first team. We, we've not had that in a long time. Who would the, the last player would have been? Who would it have been? Kieran Tierney, probably, right? Who played 100 games by that time, coming through at the age of 17. Even the captain, uh, McGregor, made his Celtic debut at 21. But we need to give them a chance, first and foremost, and then there's a knock-on, because it shows that there is a gateway, there's a pathway to that first team. You might hold on to your players a wee bit longer than we have been um, as well. I'm going to ask you guys one final question. Some brilliant comments coming through, and I appreciate everybody who's getting involved um, in this as well. What's the point in the money if we don't spend it? I think we have been spending certainly some of it, but maybe not as well or not as smart as we could have done. Right, we drew a game um, against Atletico Madrid at home. Uh, we narrowly lost a game to Lazio, where we thought we were 2-1 up for a spell, and, and then we win tonight, and we're out. We're out, we're out the tournament. But what we do have is we've got four points, which is double the tally that we had last season. When Brendan Rodgers came in, he spoke about European um, progression. And we asked him at the press conference, what does that look like? Um, And it was James McKenzie who asked the question. And what he said was, uh, you know, a European win would be nice to start off with. We've got it. We've got twice the amount of points we had last season. Does that mean that we've progressed? Ian, over to you. What's your thoughts? Well, yeah, technically we have, you know, because we have more points. But it's, it's a different scenario, you know. You know, it's arguably an easier group than it was last year. Um, but you know, we, we should be even higher. Look at look at Copenhagen. You know, we were talking about that before, and it's an absolute. When we were a much a much bigger club than, than Copenhagen, um, and I don't know much about Copenhagen, but I do know that they do they do all right in in, in the Champions League. Um, so we should be we should be doing a lot better in terms of the projects. Um, it's I agree with that. We should, they should be playing 100 first team games before the 21. If it's not going to be in our first team, get them to uh, uh, get them out on loan and play in somebody's first team. You know, it's, you look at Chelsea, the players they've had and they've, and they've loaned them out. But then you know, some of these the, the, the players in recent years, like uh, Gallagher and things like that, they were loaned out to Crystal Palace. If they if they come through Crystal Palace's academy. The likes of Chelsea would be going to buy them for fifty million, but luckily it was their own player. They'd loaned them out. They got that experience, and now they're in, they're in their first team. So there's a there's a moral layer that works. So if it's not going to be in Celtic's first team, a la Tierney. Get them to rivals. Get them to you know to do damage to our, our main rivals and and, and to, to to gain experience. Um, but yeah, we should. I think that's that's the way to build and to build that sustainability because at the moment we're signing players. They're doing well, like the likes of O'Reilly. We get exposure in the Champions League. And then off the pop for loads of money, and then it, we are at the top level in the in the top team. It makes us weaker, so we need to get that conveyor belt going. And that conveyor belt is going to be done by having young players playing hundred playing the hundred first team games somewhere. 
You're right, it's the conveyor belt, and I think that's what the biggest issue has been. That uh, transfer window just passed probably wouldn't have been as bad if some of the guys from the previous transfer window and the one before that were coming to their time to actually break into the side and make an impact. I think it's been an issue over three transfer windows. Um, the highlight on that one there is there was no real uh, structure to it, I think. You know, you're looking at it, and we ran a few shows. You just have to go on YouTube and have a look. We were asking, right, where, where's we, we weren't calling it a marquee signing, but where's the big, where's the big buy? And from the nine, I guess you're going to be looking at one of the goal scorers tonight, Palma. And I think Palma has shown, he has definitely shown in, in flashes, Kevin, that there's something there. I mean, and he's done it in the Champions League and it could have even been better if his goal against Lazio had, had, had stood but there's also been the other end of the scale where he's looked disinterested he's not done his tracking back he's defensively weak and you know he gets far too many cars as a wee bit of indiscipline but he has shown again tonight to have the nerve it was a brilliant penalty by the way it's not as though he just absolutely rocketed it down the middle um, and, he, and he didn't quite place it either way you know there was enough pace on it but I, I think Palmer of the uh, recruitment in the summer, Palmer's the, the shining light at the moment. Kev, yeah, Lagerbelk might uh, come good. Two, two goal scorers from the, the transfer window in the summer. What he's worried about, guys, eh? We are spending money. There you go. Um, but there's a few others who might come through as well. You mentioned home earlier, Kev. We've not really seen enough in Ovrovsky to, to, to gauge his effectiveness. I think Yang's been inconsistent. But again, there's been moments. You know, he came on, made a, a difference a few times as an impact sub. Uh, but Palma, I think, over the piece, um, you know, I think more good than bad so far, Kev. Definitely with Palma, that would be the story with him. More good than bad. Um, scored a couple of big goals for us. He's got the one tonight that gets us gets it all rolling. Should have had one against Lazio. You know, the only time Maeda got in the end of any cross that came in that night and he happened to, um, you know, put Palma offside with it. It was just the story of that night. But, yeah, if you look at the... We've discussed it at length. If you look at the, the players that came in over the last transfer window, Palmer's the only one that you would say you could have any legitimate case at the moment for saying he's been a success. All the others have had flashes and moments of, you know, shown potential and good moments in games, but you'd never say uh, that any of, any of the others have been an absolute success. So he's the only one... So far, uh, I wouldn't say that the others can't become a success, especially home. I've got really high hopes for him, but he needs games. Um, and one of the only ways he'll get that is if we actually have a, a proper strategy of squad management. The squad is too big, it's bloated. We need to get rid of, I don't know, 40% of the squad probably, you know, just bring it down. Maybe not as much as that, but 30% at least, you know, because. We're running on a, was a 33-man squad. So you've got three separate 11s that you can play there. That's unsustainable. So that needs to come down, um, get a proper strategy for recruitment in place because I don't think we've got one that seemed to be very kind of just chuck money at players that in the summer. Hope, yeah. Hopefully something sticks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but maybe now that we've... I mean, I don't know. I was going to say maybe now that we've got a manager in place, Rogers was in early enough. I felt in the summer actually that he could have run that transfer window a little bit better. But if you want, you can give him the benefit of the doubt. January is when it starts for him. He needs to make. And I think he can only make a couple of signings in January because of when it is. But they've got to be the right ones. 
Uh, you know, he's got to spend. Say he's got to spend decent money to get them in because I don't think the fan base now will be happy if we were to go and sign another one or two million pound players as, as projects. You know, that's not on. Um, to answer the question that you asked to Ian, has this European campaign been a success? Is it like an improvement from last year? For me, no, not at all. Because you look at the group of last year. And it's Real Madrid, it's Leipzig and Donetsk. We gave Madrid a game for 60 minutes in the opening match. And had we scored one of the three really good chances we had in that first hour, we could have beaten Real Madrid last season, you know, or we could have gotten a point off them. I think we gave Leipzig a couple of decent games. We gave Donetsk games. We should have beaten them both times, but yeah. we didn't. And those three sides are far superior to... Feyenoord, Atletico Madrid and Lazio that we've come up against this season. So our level of opposition regressed and we regressed along with it instead of at least plateauing to, to last season's level. Um, and I think if we'd, you know, if we'd put in last season's performances this year, we would we'd have qualified from the group either second or third because I think it was there for the taking. And that's, uh, that's the frustration, especially after tonight when you've got the high because you have won a game, and we're showing that we can do it at this level. And a wee bit wiser investment, it's not about spending more money, it's about spending it wiser. Instead of signing nine players, sign five, and have three of them that walk into the first team and two that are projects, and then build the squad with the likes of Mitchell Frame and the likes of that, you know, it, it makes a lot more sense to me. And just since I've got the floor, Graham Martin's point there with these uh, the three academy players is exactly what we should be looking for. You should be given there should be three academy players that come through and play at least ten games a season for us, and we should have others out on loan. Another three out on loan. The guys uh, Matthew Anderson that's out at uh, Admira Wacker seems yeah. to be playing very well for them. He's getting some kind of rave reviews. I'm not sure if he's scored, but he's definitely set up a few goals. He's playing at left back. If he goes out there and has a full season in Austrian second division and is a, is a starter there, honestly, I wouldn't have, I'd have no issues with him coming back and taking uh, Greg Taylor's place in the squad next season. You know, that's a decent league out there. It's a development league. Players go there to improve and get them moving to the top flight and moving to Germany. If he does it there, he can definitely do it in Scotland. So it's, it's those kind of things we need to be looking at more. Again, like Ian said, use other teams maybe to develop some of our players instead of us bringing in the loanees like a Phillips and a Bernardo because I'm not sure either of them stay at Celtic beyond the end of the, in the January or the end of the season. No, I don't think they will. Um, I also have a, a sneaky suspicion that all the uh, reasons that you've given around transfers being difficult in January, etc., will probably result in us maybe buying one player in January and bringing a couple in on loan. Um, and I don't have an issue with loans if they're not short-term loans, like there's no loan-to-buy option. Um, and I think that you can use the two the two sets of loans, CCV and Jota versus Phillips and Bernardo, how to do it, how not to do it. And I think if we go down the, the CCV and Jota route, we'll all be happy. Um, and we won't have an issue with them coming in on loan. Um, Kenneth comes in to say, dead rubber, did Feyenoord look like they thought it was a dead rubber? Did their fans? No. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, they didn't. And again, if anybody wants to say, ah, Celtic only won the game 
Cundy the Mora. Celtic only won the game because it was a dead rubber. No, mate. I mean, there was a competitive edge to that game. Um, and Anthony is giving us big licks on Born Slippy by Underworld, made famous for from the train spotting movie uh, back in the 1990s. Anthony, aching your support in the channel, and we do appreciate it, as is our pal Ewan Boy Martin, a long-time friend of a Celtic state of mind. And we will be seeing you on Monday, my friend, uh, at Gracie's, where Johan Mialbe will be coming over to talk about other European um, nights like one we've seen this evening. Massive monkey off our back, says Ewan Boy. Time to get behind the team and manager board need to do more. I love Celtic, always love the positivity. It's phenomenal. Yeah, and a special word for Welsh. He was excellent uh, when you consider that that was his first appearance uh, of the season. A bit of a shock inclusion. He's come in. He's done really, really well. Uh, and I've got to thank every single one of you for getting involved. I feel bad about actually ending the stream because it's a good vibe. And we've got a good 14, 1500 consistently live. Uh, what are you going to do? Before we go. Absolutely. Right. This is this. You can clip this, Cundy, right, Mr. Cundy? If you do say, if you, in your show, I'm sure you will, right? That this was only a dead robber, so, so Celtic, you know, don't take the plaudits. Feyenoord were a seven-game um, losing streak, right? So they're the first team. Celtic now winning this game tonight have made them the, the the only Dutch team to have won eight eight games. So they lost eight games um, in Europe in a row. So they definitely wanted to win that game tonight. There was no way they were lying down. You could see that in the game. So we beat a, a fairly decent team, and uh, they were from Port One. So any of that nonsense, mate? Um, we still haven't seen you yet, anyway. But yeah. Glasgow Celtic, mate. Big team. Big team. How many big teams did he play for? No so sure. Paul DB, exactly. Who is he? Who is this guy? Um, I think it's only right that we stand up uh, for our football club as much as we possibly can. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. Um, even if you only tuned in at 10.33 tonight, we've given you an extra 15 minutes or so because that is a big win. We've dedicated it to Patrick McGilp who's been a season ticket holder for a decade um, and he's never seen Celtic win in a Champions League game at home, which is um, bizarre, absolutely bizarre. Thank you, every single one of you, for getting involved. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to the channel. Loads coming up in 2024. This weekend is a charity weekend that we are supporting. We, Jamie Tierney, and his fundraising link is already underneath the video. If you're able to get involved, please do so. Thank you. Once again, Ian Conroy, Kev McCluskey, for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Has anyone seen Cundy? Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.